Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. How many of you had one of those? Uh, somebody lately has been called stink eye. How many of you ever got stink eye from your mama? Yeah, it worked. My kids, they're in here. They have both their hands raised because my wife's got one too. That's that look. It's that angry look that says you are doing the wrong thing. My mom's always been able to stare right through my soul. I don't know what, it was special. Some teachers had eyes in the back of their head. My mom had laser beams that went out of both her eyes and would burn your heart to the core. I mean, it was bad. But I only know something about a mama's stink eye or ugly look or the look. Or in Jesus' case, he looked on them with anger. A mama's look is not because she hates the person that she's looking at. As a matter of fact, it's quite contrary to that. A mother's look is a look that says, I'm wise, I know better than you. And what you're doing is not conducive to the kind of life that I want you to have. And what you're doing is not conducive to the successes that I want you to see and the peace that I want you to experience. And so with anger, you'll have mama look at you. But it's backed up with a heart that is grieved by the sins of her children or the foolish mistakes of the person who's getting the look. And I'm encouraged this morning at the spirit of my Savior There's no doubt times in all of our lives when we have pharisaical tendencies. If you say, no way, you're wrong. We all have a tendency toward being Pharisees. And I am so thankful that in spite of my pharisaical tendencies, my Savior, though sometimes He has to look at Cody in anger, it's because He's grieved at the hardness of my heart And He desires something greater, something better. He desires His blessing on my life. What did Jesus want when He looked at these Pharisees? He didn't want them to go somewhere and rot in a hole. He wanted those men to see His concern and turn their lives to Christ and put their faith in Jesus and forsake their religion that would take them nowhere and put their faith in the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe when Jesus raised that withered hand and He told that man to stand forth, I believe Jesus healed that man so that the man's hand would be healed and his quality of life would improve. But I think beyond that, I think Jesus healed that man before those Pharisees on the Sabbath day so that these men could see, and there was a testimony before their eyes, the Pharisees, his very own persecutors, that they would see the mighty working power of God Almighty, that they might put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The miracles of the New Testament, 
Their purpose was so that the Jews would believe. I believe Jesus healed that man that day before that crowd after he'd given them an angry look with grief in his heart so that they might put their faith and trust in him as the Savior of the world. Well, I'm encouraged by the Spirit of my Savior, aren't you? He loves me anyway. Isn't that good? That's a good place for God's people to say amen. He loves me anyway. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So today's message is this. He looked on them with anger. He looked on them with anger. What is it? What is it that makes our Savior look on us with anger? What was it this day that made him look on them with anger? What is it that is burdensome to the heart of the Lord? What can we learn? Three things. Number one, it angers and grieves Jesus when his intended blessings become burdens. It angers and grieves Jesus when his intended blessing becomes burdens. Look at verse 23. We're studying this passage of Scripture together. The Bible says in verse 23, And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day. And his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? In my Bible, I've circled the word not lawful. Not lawful. And here's the point that I'd like to make. What did they say was not lawful? They didn't say that it was unlawful for these guys. The first time I read this and gave much consideration to this passage of Scripture, it's been a long time ago, I remember thinking, well, goodness, the disciples shouldn't have stole the man's corn. They're walking through somebody's random field on the Sabbath day and start plucking ears of corn. Now, that's not good. I'm, I'm reminded of growing pumpkins one year. And uh, I grew some pumpkins. I grew some great big pumpkins. They were right at the end of my driveway. And I grew a few giant pumpkins. And I grew several other pumpkins in my garden. And it was a lot of fun to do. But uh, I had reserved this special pumpkin just for us. I like to share out of the garden. But I reserved this special pumpkin for us. I had babied that thing all summer long. And it was huge. And... uh one Sunday morning, I was driving the bus, and one of our bus children, his first language was Spanish, and I had a little hard time uh, hearing it. There was a lot of racket on the bus. And, and he came up to him, he said, he said, my, he said, can we get, uh, my mom really likes the pumpkins in your yard, in your garden. Uh, can we have one? I said, well, sure, you can have you, anything in that garden, you can have it. You're welcome to it. Just to have your mom come and get it. If you want a pumpkin, you can have a pumpkin. And so anyway... I forgot about that conversation, and a couple weeks passed, and I'd been out of town, I rolled into town real late on a Saturday evening, and got up on Sunday morning, I looked outside, and lo and behold, my pumpkin was gone. What in the world? I mean, the audacity of somebody backing down my driveway and loading a 300-pound pumpkin in the back of their truck. I thought, what in the world? And I blame folks for stealing my pumpkin. That went all week long. Evidently, the boy wasn't there on Sunday. I went all week long uh, saying, "Somebody, you won't believe it, somebody stole my pumpkin, somebody stole my pumpkin, somebody stole my pumpkin. <laughs> and on Sunday morning, the following Sunday morning, the little boy gets on the bus and he looked at me 
And he had a big smile on his face. He said, my mama told me to tell you those pumpkin pies were so good. <laughs> and I remembered. And at that point, I was glad he got the pumpkin because uh, he enjoyed the pies. But the first time I read this passage of Scripture, I thought, why in the world? Well, they're stealing corn. But I found out later that it was actually lawful for hungry people, if they were hungry and they were passing by your crops, it was lawful for them to take something and eat. Now, you couldn't use uh, a harvesting implement. That's part of the law. You couldn't use a basket. Uh, but if you could, you could take what you wanted. So there was nothing illegal or unlawful about taking the food. What was the Pharisees trying to prove? Well, I'll tell you how far they had come with this defying the Sabbath day. They were worshiping this day. You know what they believed? They believed by plucking an ear of corn. That's not hard work, is it? And most likely it was like a piece of wheat or barley or something. They just broke it off. By plucking the ear and threshing it a little bit in their hands, they said, and putting that in your mouth, that's unlawful. Well, if Moses had heard these Pharisees, who God had used to originate this law, heard these Pharisees say that you're working and you're, you're harvesting and you're threshing on the, uh, on the Sabbath day by putting a little food in your mouth, he said, you've lost your ever-living mind. That's not what God intended. But they said, it's unlawful. But it was foolish. Folks, I want you to know something. When you take a Bible principle and you add your own spin to it, God is aggrieved by that. What did the Bible say? He says, it's not lawful, verse 25. Jesus just presents a very logical story. He says, have you not read? He said, have you never read, verse 25, what David did when he had need and was in hunger, he and they that were with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high, the high priest, and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priest, and gave also to them which were with him? He said, have you not read how God in his word, you know David, King David, Father of Israel, you know that guy, you know who the guy we're talking about? He's saying this to the Pharisees. You know that guy, the holy king of Israel? He went in and took the showbread. And it was against the law. It was clearly against the law to do that. But the priest made an exception because it made sense because King David and his men were hungry. And he made an exception because it makes sense. And he makes this point. He says, listen... Verse 27, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. He said, the Sabbath has a purpose. Why did God institute the Sabbath? We see the beginning of the Sabbath in creation on the seventh day. God looked around all he said, at all he had made, and he said, it's good, let's rest. And God, our Creator, knowing how frail we are, look, folks, you can burn the candle at both ends for a while, but you'll run out of a candle before long. And God designed us that we need a little rest every now and then. And God instituted the Sabbath. Why? Because He knew crazy people like me would try to work eight days out of seven. 
He said, you need to take some time. And that principle is still the same. We don't worship the Sabbath day. But folks, you need the Sabbath every now and then. You need a rest. And God said, look, that Sabbath is intended for the blessing of man and not the curse of man. And Jesus looked on these Pharisees with anger. He was grieved in his heart because he knew that that group of folks were guilty of taking something he meant for a blessing and making it a curse. Something he meant for a blessing and making it a curse. I've seen people put, I've seen preachers put people in bondage over things that you couldn't prove from the Bible. And I'm not for it. And God's not for it. And there are some clear-cut prohibitions in the Scripture that we need to obey. But God's Word is our authority. And may we never be guilty of imposing man's religion on men and robbing them of the freedom and the glory that we have as the children of God and as followers of the Word of God. Because I'll tell you something, if you want Jesus to look on you with anger, like your mama, and tell you you're doing something wrong, then you take what he has intended to be a blessing and make it a burden on yourself, on your family, and on the people you have influence with. And Jesus looks on that with anger. Number two, number two, it angers and grieves Jesus when man's religious agenda becomes more important than the mission of the gospel. It angers and grieves Jesus when man's religious agenda becomes more important than the mission of the gospel. You know, all of us have agendas. It's okay. If some folks, if, if anyone ever accused me of having an agenda, I'm like, you're right, I do have an agenda. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chihuahua Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at ChillHowieBaptistChurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chihuahua Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.